0: The professor. Carol on the Facebook side, Sydney, you can hear me. I put my ending on in the beginning. Real good, huh?
1: (laughs) We're we're, we're ending early tonight, guys.
0: (laughs) Hello, Tammy. It's like, oh Lordy. I pulled my back out today, guys, and I barely made it. my studios in my basement. It took me about a half an hour to walk down the stairs, so I'm here, guys. It's tough to get old. It's tough to get old.
1: Go down on your butt next time.
0: Hello, Gary. It works. <laughs> Unbelievable. All Got to get my thank yous in there. We got a new uh, member, uh, Judy. Okay. Uh, Sandra, I thank her so much. Um, She joined the uh, $7.99 club per month, which is only $2 a week, if you guys can afford it. It really helps out the podcast, helps out me, helps out the channel, helps out everything. Hello, Kurt. hello, Doreen. And Sandra, I thank you so much. And you got Wayne and Carol and Virginia and Gary and Rebecca and the other Becky and person and Caroline and Barbara and Starlene, Jeff, Mark, Sandollar, Roxy and Jazdia and Joanne and Harvey. I thank them so much for the support. Also, as I got you on the line, Judy, I thank you so much for what you do for me. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: you're welcome,
0: John, especially for the last. And uh, the Spino, Daniel, the professor, unbelievable. You guys got to catch him and Charlotte's last part this Sunday, The Real 90-Foot Stone. The last part will be published this Sunday. And I'll try to throw it all over the place for you guys to see. Hello, Robot. And hello, John. Snoopy Meisner's in the chat. We'll be showing all your photographs uh, very shortly, uh, John. I thank you so much. Snoopy is in the house, guys. Hi, Snoopy. <laughs> Hello R&B. I want to thank all my moderators as usual Tammy, Judy, Daniel, Starlene, Michelle, Kathy, BC and Tanya from Portugal and our lifetime contributor Chris Dona. Of course, my main members all come from the Facebook group with the 70,000 people there. Also from our YouTube channel Here We're Live, We're Also Live to Twitter. I thank them so much. We got a lot of views on Twitter yesterday, uh, Judy. So I think it's starting to juice up on Twitter for the Twitter Twitter cons over there.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Great, the more the merrier.
0: Yep, and like I said yesterday, Anchor Podcasts are now changed. Their title now is Spotify for Podcasters. I download this uh, video to Spotify, it's a video scene, but the rest is still audio when it goes to uh, uh, Amazon, uh apple google iHeartRadio, pandora and all the rest of them still get audio but spotify does take the download of video judy
1: well that's great to hear john can get more people that way
0: yep yep uh next week season 10 episode 18 the quad lateral move is next tuesday While drilling operations get closer and closer to its destination, the team is shocked when they discover evidence of an ancient safe. And the week after that, Judy, season 10, episode 19 is called Ramping Up. R-A-M-P-I-N-G, Ramping Up, episode 19. We're getting towards the end. Getting towards the end, guys.
1: Yep. The
0: going fast, actually. Yep. And don't forget to like and share and support if you can. Even join that uh, YouTube membership if you can. And I also have something on Patreon that you guys get everything I get quickly because of your paid membership. Then everybody else, the public sort of waits between six and seven, eight days until I post. So I wonder what that ramping up is. So it that sort of got me scratching my head.
1: Yeah, really, me too, John. Are, are they talking about uh, a ramp you go up or that the show's ramping down?
0: I think it's the show ramping up, to tell you the truth, because they know our instant responses on how the show's been going, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to take a guess that the show's cranking up. Well, good. I hope so. Well, we're waiting 19 weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. That's a lot of waiting.
0: Yep, Philip, You got to have a lot of patience with this show. And that comes with age. (laughs) (laughs) So this was published today. Let me put this up, Judy. There's my room. Where's your guys' rooms? My room's in the back. Bedroom, a twelve by twelve bedroom. I'll be back there, guys.
1: Okay, well, I don't care where mine is as long as I can see the water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you have to be on the second floor, Judy. I guess. So they showed the, a rendering of the new lab, and they say this is why there's no tours, but I think otherwise, as I have said, Judy.
1: Well, John, I I would really like to see them open up a bit, but doesn't look good for this night, um, 2023.
0: Yeah, maybe this is uh they're calling these all these ramps in front of this museum and stuff, but they have to accommodate the disabled people as much as the uh, fit people. So I understand what they have to do there. You know what I mean?
1: Right, for sure. Yeah, that's the way it should be.
0: The owners remain committed to sharing the Oak Island story and are moving forward with an exciting new building to house the Archaeology Center and Science Lab. Once completed, the Interpretive Center will be prepared to reopen to the public. But this has nothing to do with them walking around outside giving tours. For the reasons the Interpretive Center has not been open to the public and therefore must remain closed there in 2023. Tours will therefore also be postponed during the 2023 season. I'm pretty sure people would not um, mind if they were rebuilding this, Judy. And of course they do have a lot of trailers on the building. So there's nothing for them to put up a portable bathroom like they do on golf courses and a portable trailer. So if they wanna sell things to make money for the uh, tour, you know what I mean, Judy?
1: Yes, John. And there's so much going on now during the, the season that they are filming that they probably don't have a lot of room.
0: Yeah, and Kathy says with all the daily activities, but they can't be like that every day. There's no way they can keep that pace up every day for the whole summer. You know what I mean? They're showing us, sure. Huh. They're showing us how busy they, busy they are. But it, they can't be every single day.
1: Oh, John, I would hope not. I don't know how they would do it.
0: That's my own personal opinion. Followers and fans have likely noticed that during the last several years, the Oak Island Tourist Center has been repurposed to provide a space for their technology team and more recently the house, the fantastic new diagnostic equipment. But I don't know why they would just not have that stuff in their own trailer. I mean, why build a house? Uh, it doesn't make no sense to me, but I'm not them. Hello, Becky, thanks for coming in. You know, have just a portable trailer there, temporary.
1: Right, John, I agree. I I don't understand either. Because once, the, you know, they find what's there and they're finished, they won't need that equipment.
0: All right, then they just turn the whole thing into a museum. Or maybe take right. things in, have a center for anybody to mail them things like from England and whatever they do instead of having these other places that they mail stuff to have diagnostic testing it might not just be for oak island it could be for anybody testing anything anywhere in the world you know
1: right well that would uh that would certainly be interesting wouldn't it especially if you were one of the people working there
0: right but it all depends if they're leasing the diagnostic equipment or they bought it also you know what I mean
1: right yes and that we don't know
0: right so if they bought it you know they would want to keep the uh dollar signs up there by doing other businesses. But if they just leased it after the lease is done, it's like a, in a dentist's office and stuff like that. They lease all that stuff inside the dentist office. And when they move out, they just give all that stuff back.
1: Right, yes. Good way to do it.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure, Daniel, if it's this summer. There was no time start, but I guess it has to be because they closed... This is their saying that's why no tours in 23. So probably starting this year, you know, it's already March, April, and another couple of days and a week. Yes, glory, another revenue stream. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: so that was uh brought to my attention today. So of course I gotta pass it on to the world. Some people don't see it, even though we are all on it.
1: Well, it is interesting, John. It's nice to know that uh that they're going forward.
0: You got it. They're just waiting for the building permit. Ha ha
1: ha 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 ha. <laughs> right. <laughs> for sure.
0: I wonder how old that wood's gonna be in that house.
1: Oh, I wonder. I wonder how expensive it'll be.
0: And then underneath the cellar, that's where the money pit is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Hello, pirate. Thanks for coming in. All of a sudden the tractor and the gold is going, well, where's it going? It's going under the new foundation when they dig out the cellar, even if they have a cellar there, I don't know. So that's the latest what they're building up there, guys. Don't say permit, I hear you. The house won't be up until another 40 years. Right. <laughs> all right. We all know about the program last night. I got screenshots. I mean, it was all production. It really didn't show us nothing that we haven't seen. So right. Judy's got a nice synopsis that she'll read, but I wanna do some more, a little bit of brainstorming with you guys before we get into that. Does that sound fair enough, Judy?
1: It
0: does, John, yes. What I got here is a Trekking Treasure, and he has another book. I forgot the title, but it's William Croker's book about him and Fred Nolan that the show seems to me to shy away from the Fred Nolan side. Not shy away. It's saying, you know, the Nolan's cross. And now we're getting into the uh, quad site, which Fred Nolan called his treasure site. So I just wanna bring up to date more things on the Nolan side that the show doesn't tell us or they don't deem it TV worthy. What do you think?
1: Right, I think that's a good idea. I'd like to know more about Fred and what he accomplished.
0: So all credit goes to William Croker. His book is Tracking Treasure. I'm just going to say a couple of lines or a paragraph of two, but you got to buy the books. William Croker, um, just unbelievable. If I can understand it, anybody can understand it. And that's what I like, Judy.
1: Right, yes. I know, John, you like to keep things simple.
0: In here, they're showing the treasure site dugout, which we'll be seeing next week on the quad lateral all the boulders he took out, all the tree stumps he took out, which we'll be seen with Billy's digging out of the treasure site. So, this is William Croker with Fred Nolan, and he says this, and I quote, at his treasure site, now don't forget, Judy, the treasure site, he's saying, is the quadrilateral site.
1: Right, okay.
0: Nolan bit into the topsoil with his backhoe and struck a stone barrier at a depth of two feet. He peeled away the topsoil and uncovered a paving of granite boulders covering covering an area of about 40 feet, which is a long distance, Judy.
1: Right, John, that's big.
0: Each boulder weighed between two and five tons. Now, this William Croker was right there on the island with him. It's not, he's writing this from information out of books. William Croker was on the island with Fred Nolan. Well, that's nice to
1: have
0: an eyewitness. Yep, he says, digging downward, he removed 56 boulders to a depth of 11 feet it was a compact mass of heavy granite boulders in the pit he said they were definitely man placed because the sides and bottom of the pit were in undisturbed soil but the soil inside the excavation between the boulders was loose so you got that what i'm saying right guys
1: yes got it john
0: nolan found large old tree stumps among the boulders at the bottom of this pit. They didn't get down there under the rocks on their own, Nolan said. Further evidence that what Nolan had found was man-made came from the appearance of the stones. Nolan says the boulders showed signs of weathering on one side, proving that they were once above grade probably collected off the beach at Journey's Cove. That summer, Nolan barged a drilling rig over to the island and began exploring the ground beneath the excavation. The following summer, after a winter shutdown, the drilling work resumed day after day. The drillers probed the depth below. And then at about 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning, they struck what they believe a void or cavity in the bedrock at a depth of 125. So guess what the guys are going after, Judy? Oh,
1: well, yep, they're going right after that void.
0: Mm. Fred Nolan has imposed a state of secrecy and has stayed tight-lipped about the operation to this day. Drilling logs were analyzed, Nolan says. There may be a vault or cavern below, perhaps a tunnel entrance. That is all he will say about the excavation but he's elated and more optimistic than ever. You can imagine that, guys. Hello, Earl. Oh. Croker, yeah, William Croker, C-R-O-O-K-E-R. Somebody was asking for the author's name, Gloria. Unbelievable.
1: Fred was a mysterious guy, wasn't he? But interesting.
0: So that's what they're drilling out, drilling out. That's what they're digging out next week. But then why don't they just put the scanner over there? The scanners will go down there and show if it's a void or not, no?
1: Right. I don't know if they've done it and haven't
0: told us. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what the scanners are for. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh. Let me see what he says here. Then Fred Nolan brought uh, William Croker around the boulders of the cross. So this is what he's saying, Judy. Am I coming across okay?
1: Yes, you could, really good, John, yes.
0: Nolan said they discovered the remains of a wrought iron stove under the rock when they rolled it over and to expose the bottom. He also said they found a small beach stones under the rock also. Continuing the tour of the cross, Nolan showed me the cone-shaped stones on the stem. They were all of similar shape and size to the one on the beach. The two lower stones of the stem were undisturbed, but the top one was misplaced by 20 feet. It held no significance to Nolan when it was disturbed, but fortunately, the depression in the ground where it once rested was clearly visible, and it was possible to estimate the original position of the top of the cone from that depression. So this is when they were saying they moved the stones, Judy.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Uh, William Croker says, a trail made by tractor treads and the dragging dragging of a large heavy object led from the depression to the stone itself. Nolan said that the stone has been in the way of a line he was running and had told the machine operator to drag it out of the way. So he had a sight line with his, his, uh, his, uh, his transit looking for point A to point B and the cone was in the way.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: The cone had not been deliberately removed in relation to the evidence regarding the cross, Fred Nolan assured me. Nolan replied, there was no other stones like that. He said that on a survey, he did the survey of the entire island in 1961 and 1962. Unbelievable, guys. Unbelievable. So I that's, find
1: it hard, John, to think the Fellowship have, hasn't read
0: this book. R&B? I have no idea. Nobody knows. Where are Nolan's discovered artifacts? Now, you have to ask Tom Nolan that. Obviously, he would have everything passed down to him. But you guys got to... Uh, i'll read this book because fred nolan tried to lease the whole island but he couldn't get it done for some reason fred nolan for some time suspected there might be a watertight vault somewhere else on the island with a shaft running downward it was now time to test out his theory and he embarked on an intensive search of his lands and that's where that stone arrow triangle was pointing to the swamp. Okay. So I thought that was interesting guys.
1: It is very interesting indeed.
0: I mean, there's a whole chapter on Nolan's cross. And they also asked, about the stones again. Nolan didn't tell me what his breakthrough was, but laid out the groundwork. He, Nolan, telling this guy, William Croker, told him of finding survey markers that look natural to the layman, although they proved to be man made. So they don't want to give away how these markers were just obviously with arrows and everything. They use natural formations to make it to where the treasure would be.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: The trick was to discover or figure out the pattern they represented. Nolan claimed that he has discovered a system to all the markers he surveyed. They formed a, here we go, a mathematical equation that not only involves triometry, but strangely symbolism as well. And he told me at our second meeting is where the headstone applies. He said the headstone was laying on its side when he discovered it. The side or face of the stone was slightly slanted to the top portion or head exposed. He dug it up at the backhoe and photographed it. At that point, it meant nothing to him more than just another rock but it's a rock that shouldn't have been there. It was composed of sandstone and aboard glacial striation lines indicating it was once part of a bedrock formation. So, oh my lordy, 40. Mm, wow. But then you got people that we have during the show that they brought, like I said yesterday, the stonemasons there. And they said the boulders got a flat end to them you know somebody dragged the uh, boulders over there to make this to make the cross now you got fred nolan saying no they're just all natural so obviously we got that back and forth going to it you know what i mean guys
1: right for sure john yeah daniel says on um, talking about the fellowship they would know everything, I would imagine. If that's so, Daniel, I can't help but wonder why they wouldn't have already dug at the quadrilateral point there. Hmm. Why?
0: (laughs) Well, they got that, if I got that information, right?
1: Right. Little old Johnny in his
0: basement stereo stereo studio, that there's a void towards the bedrock at 125, why wait 10 years? You know what I mean? I mean not ten years because Fred Nolan was there, but one that would be on the top of the priority list as far as I would say with Tom Nolan. I don't know. It just seems awful awful crazy. Something I wouldn't do, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't understand either. That'd be the first place I dig.
0: So I wanted to give you that. And if you want more, just buy his books, William S. Croker. I buy him used. Cause if I had to buy everybody's book, I don't have any money to do that. Cause you know, I don't work. So if I get it on sale for 4.95 or 6.95, you know, I can't afford that 24.95 books and all that stuff, Judy.
1: Right, John, yeah, it adds up after a while for sure.
0: But then you also want books that don't say the same old spiel merry-go-round the whole thing over and over and over. You know, I want something, okay, you Croker are with Nolan. That interests me. The rest of them showing the story of the same old story doesn't do anything for me. You know what I'm
1: saying? I agree hundred percent. Yes, that book you're reading from sounds really interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's got pictures and everything. So that's what I like. My brain can handle yes. some pictures.
1: You do like your pictures, don't you? Yep.
0: All right, now a friend of mine I call him Snoopy, it's John Snoopy Meisler, gets in this airplane, St. Paddy's Day, he just happens to fly around the island taking photographs with his Quest Swag hat on. And it was, my hat goes all over the place, Judy. It's unbelievable.
1: yes, John, that's great. All over the world, really.
0: Right. Yep. Go ahead, Judy, read that if you can.
1: Okay. Uh, Daniel says I'm sure they have read uh, Crooker's book, but there's more, but there's been more places they must have thought were more important to explore first, in Daniel's opinion. Thanks, Daniel.
0: robot always comes up with this stuff Satellite imagery shows cone had been dragged from its original position it was wrongly lined up as a cross but was not intended offset location it's in this star you know, which lines up with the treasure fault. yeah we got to get the uh, brian on too because he says Zena's map is uh tied into the stars and stuff lordy 40 holy mooyan my head will be spinning But this is the first time publicly, I wanna thank John Snoopy Meisner, um, everybody out there. I want you to give him a big thumbs up and a like and a thank you. Uh, we're gonna post all his videos up next, uh, Judy from his airplane. And I wanna okay. thank him so much for doing this. Uh, and it's just fantastic when members do things like this, here. you know, not only uh, Osprey Muyan with his 4K video professional, production that he gives us that's so precise. And now we got Snoopy when he's flying back and forth, throwing us some shots. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Snoopy. I'm enjoying it big time.
0: So we're gonna go through the, all the pictures. I just put up like two pictures, I think, because I wanted to show you guys that on St. Patty's Day, they were just disassembled in. Uh, the sensors for the uh, uh, muyon sensors.
1: Right, okay.
0: There's John, he's not on YouTube, but he's on Facebook. There he is, no problem, my pleasure. I thank you so much. Hello, Joanne, thanks for coming in. All right, Snoopy, here we go. You ready, Judy?
1: I'm ready, can't wait.
0: All right, here we go. And there's Snoopy at the heads of the controls there on the left-hand side with the uh, Quest hat on.
1: (laughs) Well, they're all looking happy.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, this is what he said. It's a photo dump for us all. Oak Island on St. Patrick's Day. Got my hat in the mail so a couple of buddies of mine, and I figure we take the airplane out and check out the island. It was a gorgeous day here in Nova Scotia. Like I would go to a ride to my parents' house. These guys just go in an airplane and just keep on flying around. I love it.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, really. what <laughs> <looked> fun.
0: <laughs> so we got to thank uh, the Annapolis Valley Flight Training Center Incorporation. Also, Alex Watkins and Jory Nason. Thanks a lot, guys. So this is the first picture. And here's John with Oak Island in the background, Lordy Florty with that blue water, Judy, that blue
1: water. I know, it's so gorgeous. I just love looking at it. By the way, Daniel wants to know John, um, John Meisner, can he call you, um, no, John uh, Sammer, can he call you Woodstock?
0: Yeah, I've been called a lot worse. I've been called a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) Hello Dennis, Hello. how are you? Yup, Ashley. And look at that picture. And did you ever see the swamp that blue?
1: I have never, and I have enjoyed this immensely. It is unbelievable.
0: Hello, Susan. Thanks for coming in. Always the swamp looked to me, it was always darker. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, like it would, It always looked dirty. Yeah, It doesn't
0: there at all. Yeah, like a murky type of deal. Yes. But this blue. Oh, I think
1: that's gorgeous. <laughs> this is gorgeous.
0: And here's what we wanted to see, is them taking apart all those barriers around the Mooyan sensors and looking around the whole island if there's any kind of Mooyan activity, which there is none of this date. Okay. And if they did any kind of side tunneling underneath, below the 80 feet, we have no idea. There's no other entrance but the garden shaft. So if they go completely underground, that's all we're going to be seeing is that yellow hatchway. You know what I mean, guys?
1: Right. It sounds like it.
0: There's the Daniel little professor. You got the AOK okay from him. Have they dug out all the plants? plants, the garden shaft is right there. The yellow still there and Susan from right Nova Scotia. Denver. In the spring, the water is much bluer in the spring than in the summer. Thank you so much, Susan. She's from Nova Scotia. She would know Judy, there's our answer. Oh,
1: thank you, Susan. That makes perfect sense
0: not a lot of diesel in there and stuff and boats going around, I guess. It's nice and clean, you know what I mean?
1: Right, yes, true.
0: Really didn't see nothing new. Like I said, just taking apart the uh, sensors. And of course I look around the whole island. If It takes that long to get the information seven or eight months, and maybe another eight months to get info, you'd think they would have something set up anywhere else. I would for sure thought they would set up around the swamp, Judy, or at least that big ship anomaly type of thing. I thought for sure, I don't know cost wise or whatever, but I thought sure, they would be good TV if they did this move on technology and put these sensors around the swamp, around the ship anomaly. What do you guys think?
1: I agree a hundred percent, John. I know we all want to know: is there a ship there? And that would certainly tell them something.
0: Yep, Sydney agrees with us. <laughs> I always wanted to be a wing walker, Judy.
1: Oh, really? Well, aren't you brave? Hoo-hoo.
0: How about uh, like a wing walker with a parachute and I fly right into the uh, the money pit on my parachute? You think they'll let me do it?
1: Oh, gee, wow well, John, that would certainly be interesting. We'll watch.
0: But of course it'll be live. You know, I'll have like a GoPro on my head. you think that'll bring any viewers in?
1: I'm <laughs> sure it would. I have no doubt, but we don't want to see anything happen to you
0: either. That'll probably be my last show too. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I can't do nothing with my back, but I can jump off an airplane, right? That doesn't have no physical, uh, just fly around for a while.
1: There you go. Maybe it would help your back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anything for the group, anything for the group guys.
1: Yes, you do. Uh, Stacy says not sure if they could put those sensors in the water and the muck. I I actually thought about that too. No,
0: no, no. Around around the uh, around oh, the. Oh, just swamp. on
1: the edge. Of, okay, all right.
0: Yeah, not in the water itself. But they got to be waterproof. I mean, I don't know how deep they went with the sensors in the in the in the drill holes. I'll have to ask. But that stuff has to be waterproof. I mean, there's not gonna do only sensor things on dry land, guys. They probably wanna do it on shipwrecks and everything else. You know what I mean? It's gotta be waterproof.
1: That's, that's true, John.
0: You know, jump out of the plane here and fly right to the money pit and land, right on the sausage mm-hmm. table being money. <laughs> Jim James I mean my studio clock what's he talking about yep Stacy we got to see what data we get if we ever get it here's the pond there and Lot 26 there, good old Samuel Ball. Mm. This was taken on St. Paddy's Day when they were all drinking their Guinness. I didn't drink anything, but we're busy with our Oak Island stuff, Judy.
1: Yes, for sure, John. Susan says, wow, it looks barren in the winter. It sure does, Susan, doesn't it?
0: What a beautiful picture. I swear to God. And then when Mooyan sends us our videos, it's like crystal, crystal, crystal clear. It, it is. It's
1: a beautiful area of Canada. Isn't it? Sure.
0: Yep. And of course, John's got the windows. You know, he's getting reflection off the windows when he's taking these pictures, but they look great, John. I thank you so much. Oh, they
1: They're gorgeous.
0: Look at that, Judy. Even the Halifax and everything—unbelievable, really John. Thank you so much, yeah. Snoopy.
1: Mm. You can see the causeway so clearly. Mm-hmm.
0: There's he is getting a picture of the the swag hat there.
1: Looks good, very
0: good. Not many people get this hat, just special people. I give it a try, Gary. I saw this one thing on YouTube, these guys uh, put on a flying suit or they're on something and they flew over Mount St. Helens. How the heck can they do that? I don't know, (laughs) better than climbing, I guess. I guess. Yeah, but the Sydney, we wanna see a lot of cars and equipment. That means they're busy, but we give them the winter. We give them the winter to slack off. I know Doug's doing research uh, all the time. Yeah, wingsuit. Yeah, that's it. Leon says, how long does it take to walk from one side to the other? Didn't they say about an hour and a half on the tours, uh, Judy?
1: I think so, John. Now they would be stopping off and on. I'm to hear Charles, but yeah. uh, I think that's what they said. Yes.
0: Yeah, but they, you know, they stop at Nolan's Cross. They stop at the Money Pit. They stop at the Foundations, McGinnis, and everything. So yeah, I think that would be like a a ten beer tour. <laughs> that works. In a golf cart. <laughs> Now I feel like I'm right in the plane with them. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I know. It's just, I could look at these all night. I can't get over the swamp.
0: Well, the water's clearer in the winter. And I was always looking for, even when Muyan, Osprey Muyan was flying over. Remember, they showed us a long time ago, there's like three or four air holes that are like in the bay that might be connected and they go there and they surveyed it with the boats and everything, but I couldn't see it, you know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't frozen at the time. I don't know, it's too late now, you know?
1: Right, yes. Yeah, they never did go back to that.
0: unbelievable this picture was so great that i had to use it john snoopy for the world to see it's my header for my facebook page it's the header for the youtube page the the twitter page i thank you so much i mean how else would i ever get a picture like this judy with my swag hat and then i put my little podcast schedule on on there I mean, people just don't get this stuff. You know, Judy?
1: For sure, John. can't get any better than this. That's It's beautiful.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Judy, you better have your swig of wine and a shot of whiskey. Because <laughs> I'll be coming to you very shortly. Okay. But again... Thank you again, Snoopy. I think this, we haven't seen the last of Snoopy guys. So at least, at least we have it covered. If anything starts happening on there, we have it covered both ways, drones, airplanes. Now we need uh, Eon Musk to come aboard our group and give us some satellite uh, reconnaissance from the satellites.
1: Wow, that would be nice. <laughs> really interesting, John. Can you just work that out, please?
0: Yeah, I'll talk to Mr. Musk and see if we can get some satellite imagery uh, on the island. Yep, Judy, get your cigar ready.
1: <laughs> no, thanks. Yuck.
0: Uh, fantastic pictures. Only in this group just fantastic and again if you can please like we only got like five likes and sometimes we got 100 and 120 people in here we need some like buttons we need some support please we need some subscribers if you can please if you like the podcast if you like the information Uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into doing something like this sir and i thought you know the people on the paying side will see all this information at least between five and eight days before the public sees it and some things i'll just make for private members only, and the public won't see it at all. And I think that's worth $2 a week. What do you think, Judy?
1: Oh, I think that's fair for sure. Yeah, people, if you can do it, sure would help John out. It does cost to keep uh, uh, Quest going.
0: righty. let me get Judy's picture up here while she's swigging her wine. Hold on, guys. All right, Judy, you're on the worldwide web. Everybody's waiting for you. Thank you very much, Judy. When you're ready, thank you.
1: Okay. Thanks for reminding me of that, John. Okay, guys, we got it's season 10, Drilling Down, and it's called Deep Inside the Dig. It's St. Patrick's Day march 17 2022 as maddie blake and his production crew arrive on oak island to walk through a normal busy day of filming just to get an idea what the fellowship and their production team go through in a day maddie will walk six different scenes being filmed and the fellowship is hoping Maddie has brought with him the luck of the Irish on this day. Let us follow Maddie and his team around to see if his luck will prevail. Scene one brings Maddie to the Money Pit area where the Fellowship is busy drilling a new borehole looking for a tunnel they discovered earlier this year. Maddie joins them just as a core or sausage, as the team calls them, hits the table. The core is from 83 feet down. The team allows Maddie to cut it open and try his hand at troweling it to look for wood or any anomaly in the soil. Unfortunately, they find nothing unusual. Maddie, along with head Oak Island producer, Joe Lazard walk on to scene two taking place on lot five, newly acquired by the team this year. Peter is leading the team in testing an area of the lot with a 3D scanning device in order to find any anomalies that might lay below. As Maddie drives out the scanner, Steve records any data coming from the machine and, using his GPS, marks the spot for further reference. Maddie enjoys getting the feel of the scanner, but is disappointed that nothing of any significance is found. Maddie and Joe then work, walk over to another area on Lot 5, where scene 3 is taking place. Gary, Rick, and Marty are metal detecting and Rick digs up a modern day nail and Gary brings up the fact that they do find many modern artifacts like nails and tin cans on the island, but do not bore we fans with them. The beeper goes off again and they hand Marty the shovel. Gary gets excited as Maddie And they hand Maddie the shovel, sorry guys. Gary gets excited as Maddie digs up what is definitely a coin. Maddie is greatly disappointed as it proves to be a modern 1957 Canadian penny. Where's that luck of the Irish the team was hoping for? Well, Gary says, we did find an old ox shoe here today. That's something. Moving on to lot 26, where scene four is being filmed, Maddie and Joe find Laird and Jack continuing the archeological dig on the stone wall found earlier this year. Maddie joins them as Laird explains that they have discovered that a trench had been dug under the wall by the original builders. Then rocks were laid and any openings filled with rubble. This was a surprise. Maddie assists Laird in moving a few stones from the top of the wall. As Jack says, this wall doesn't look like any other wall on the island, but is built similar to the foundation on Samuel Ball's cabin. Did Samuel Ball build this wall? Scene 5 takes place in the newly laid out Interpretive Centre where a well-equipped lab is being used. Laird and Emma are very pleased with the way the lab is working and ask Maddie to take part in the testing of the ox shoe found earlier today on Lot 5. Emma puts the shoe in the scanner and has Maddie turn it on. They can now see the shoe under the built up crust and they see a square nail hole that is unusual. They have always been round. The off shoe will go under Carmen scrutiny and then into the XRF machine to determine its metal content. Maddie and Joe walk on to lot eighteen in the money pit area where scene six is being filmed. The high definition camera is down borehole L15, where they found a cavern a few days before, but couldn't clearly see through the water. They have cleaned the water up using chemicals in the hopes of seeing more. As Maddie joins them in the tent, Marty points out that this area that they are looking at on the screen is right below them. They are all disappointed to find that still they cannot see much of the cavern. Before leaving, Maddie asks the team how they think the Oak Island show has affected the world. Rick declares it's the fans, belief in the theme and the mystery that keep us going. Yes, acorns, we have become a worldwide family. Well, fellow questers, it seems the luck of the Irish has not prevailed today. However, along with Maddie, we have witnessed a very busy day on Oak Island. Stay tuned next week for episode 18, a quadrilateral move. Do they find an ancient safe? See you all then, and remember to stay safe, please.
0: Fantastico, Judy, very good.
1: Thank thank you, thank you. I didn't know how that one was gonna turn out, so I'm pleased.
0: Turned out good, but remember that one we did last week, uh, what was it, the well something? Yes. Didn't you see my reaction to your synopsis I said, well done? You didn't get it though, huh? I said, well done. Uh-
1: do <laughs> about that, John. <laughs> well done, John.
0: Yeah, and uh, her synopsis of last night's production film, of them showing us how they filmed it, will be posted to the Facebook group and to the uh, commentary on YouTube and Patreon for those people to read it in detail. But... Uh, it's always information. All information is good information. So even as they show these pictures, like I told Judy last night in Discord, I wish more people would join us in Discord at 1015 post-show, we have a blast. We're just talking to each other like this here, verbally, no texting and whatever. I mean, if I have to put some pictures up, I put some pictures up, but it's just great to be every, everybody's in there. And I wish we had more people to join like me and Glory and Judy and Scott and, And Jeff and Ashley, who else comes in there? Sometimes uh, the hook comes in there.
1: Yes, once in a while. Yeah, we have fun, guys. So if you can possibly do it, come join us on Discord.
0: Yep, it'll be all posted. And then Cindy was saying uh, this. That's the question I asked last week's podcast. I wonder if the wall was the same as Samuel Ball's foundation. They must have heard me.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe they did, Cindy.
0: But it's taped. You know what I mean? This was already right, done.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Done, <laughs> well, Cindy, at least you got an answer. We don't get many.
0: Oh, what's this Daniel doing to us? Some kind of mathematical polygon on lot 12. Oh, lordy 40, holy mooyan.
1: Oh, Daniel. Yeah, keep us guessing.
0: Well, you know, he's got the last part of the 90 foot stone this Sunday, so he's working on something hot. You know what I
1: mean? Yep, he always is, and then he gets us wondering what the heck it is.
0: Yep, he's the best. All right, Judy, let me get you out of here
1: okay sounds
0: good all right your picture's down and here's maddie a lot of people don't like him for some reason some do some don't i could take it either way but he's supposed to be representing us but he don't represent me that's all i can tell you
1: (laughs) well you know sometimes his shows are really slow The odd one has been really good. Uh, Last night, I thought was slow, John, but when I started doing the synopsis, I realized there was a little more information there than I thought there had been.
0: Yep, yep. And Gary says, do you think we'll ever see a war room meeting in full? Well, I'll show you a picture, Gary, of all the cameramen in there, plus the table. I don't think they got enough room to put everybody on there. That's why they put some on the monitor. That's what I think. That's my own personal opinion. When I got a, a screenshot of how many people are in that room, they couldn't fit no more on the table, is what we see. That's why they go inside and out. You know what I mean?
1: Right for sure. And it did say uh, last night that on a busy day, there's about fifty uh, production people on the island.
0: Yep. Yep, We got screenshots. And in Sydney were also being watched very closely. You know, so they want instant feedback. I'm pretty sure they just don't go to my group. They go to all the rest of the Oak Island groups. You know, just why come to my group? But they get a sense of what's going on out there. But as far as Maddie being a spokesman for us, Acorns, at least we got somebody saying that. But I'm just saying he don't represent our group or how we all think. But that's what he thinks. That's what I wanted to say, Judy. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. And we do know that he knows a lot more than we do, right?
0: Yep. No, we'll never see the uncut version or the spoilers that they never make the TV show. Never see that, never. Okay, I'm going to the left, Judy. I gotta make an arrow, so I'm snapping to the left. All right, so obviously when they do these pictures, you know where I'm looking? I'm looking at the crane, I'm looking behind the trees, I'm looking on the bottom, I'm looking on the left, I'm looking all over the place, but the the people. be how the show started last night for the people that didn't see. And I'm trying to think of, when they did dig around Nolan's Cross Boulder, what were we finding or what were we dating? I was looking for that before I came on and I just went brain dead on that one. Do you remember Judy at all or no?
1: No, I don't, John. I don't remember them ever putting dates there.
0: Or why they were digging around the cone. I have no idea.
1: Any idea, Daniel? You you got a good memory.
0: Well, Susan, we don't support any other groups but our own or any kind of Facebook page. I know you're new, so. We don't care if just one truck's coming over the causeway, a cement truck, a board is coming over. We've been there, done that. So we worry about our own group here. You know what I mean, Judy?
1: Right, exactly, John. And we do have a lot of info coming in yep. all the time.
0: Yep. And like I said, we got airplanes, we got drones, we got information. And so much information coming in from every which way, we just worry about ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, Luann. She's also saying that she uh, doesn't recall any yeah. specific details on that dig.
0: Mm-hmm. And here they are starting up at six thirty in the morning. was curious to look around the wall. Yep, Tammy will have to watch for that in the future episodes, paper, scissors. <laughs> and this is just showing everything that was going around at this particular day. The lab. Uh, outside, all over the place they were. And here's a picture of the war room. Gary, just to see how many people they can fit on that table, take a look at that picture.
1: Oh, wow, certainly crowded. They almost need a bigger room.
0: Yep. But you see what I'm saying there as far as room-wise. But we've seen a lot of people in there before, right, Judy? It was a lot more than they're showing there.
1: Right, exactly. Um, I've seen them all the way around the table at one point.
0: And there's Lurd, just a couple of cameras on him. Oh my lordy, forty! It,
1: oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: Well, no nope, we'll never see no blooper footage and here's John levy who's a member of our group the executive producer in the tent yeah, it was
1: good to see him last night really good to see him
0: you know in the tent with his crew getting the situation ready. There he is, John Levy. Thank you, John, if you're watching us. Almost had him on the podcast, and I don't know what happened. Probably couldn't get permission, Judy.
1: Yeah, and that's that's probably it, too, yes.
0: hmm And there's the guys, the cameramans, the... Uh, sound guys and plus the fellowships all wired up too they all got to get wired up like i'm wired up under their shirts and everything
1: right exactly it's amazing when you think about it you watch them working and you can't see any of that stuff and you tend to forget that the cameramen are all there
0: yep and it's all mobile you know like your like your phones mobile transmissions back and forth and then it goes to the editor The C unit you know, go here and there. Those uh there's Joel the Iron. It took over for uh Burns, Kevin Burns. Yes. He's got a good thing going, you know what I mean?
1: He sure does, yes. Busy man.
0: Gloria says <laughs> they also eat in that tent. Yeah, last year's podcast, they showed them all chowing down in the cook and everything.
1: Right, yes.
0: Who's going where? What crew's going here? What crew's going there? And Bruce Swicker, safety coordinator. A ton of editing, Susan. It's time to film another dig. There they go. And this is how it all comes back to the table, Judy. All the cameras and all the angles and everybody comes all to these square spots here, this monitor, and then they edit from there, you know?
1: That's amazing, isn't
0: it? He tells well, the cameraman in their ear what to do, where to go, this guy's coming in, this guy's going out, and the cameraman hear that, and I'm surprised that not a lot of car- ca- cameramen they there trip on the stump or trip on a rock all the time, you know?
1: yeah cause let's face it, uh, it hasn't been cleaned right up and made easy to go around.
0: Mm. So I would say there's a lot of tripping going on.
1: <laughs> me, I finally I would probably find the closest wire and trip on that, John.
0: yeah, me too. Here we are at the sausage table. Lot five is very exciting. They had like 47 flags on there, but we haven't heard much on that, Judy.
1: No, we haven't. I hope we uh, find uh, out some more uh, this coming week.
0: Yep. Yep. Daniel, I tried to get him on our podcast. But you never know. You always can get the call, you know, Judy.
1: Right, John. Maybe when the season's over. Who knows? Luan says, I can't imagine how heavy the camera is that they use to film. I can't either, Luan, it would be something to carry that around all day.
0: Yep. There's Billy or William, Peter, searching. I've spoken to Billy's wife, Rachel, very nice lady, very kind, very nice. Very nice person.
1: And so is Billy, so they fit each other.
0: Yep. I haven't talked to Billy at all. So we exchanged some swag. That's all I can tell you right now. Okay. Pictures will be forthcoming. Good. And there's our man, Steve Guptel. Hello, Renee. Like I said, on the internet, Judy, I tell these people you're never late. We're on for life.
1: <laughs> right. And they can go see us anytime, right?
0: Yeah, but don't watch the beginning of this podcast because I got the ending video in the beginning because I got brain <laughs> fog today. <laughs> and I'm not gonna That's okay. Ron. And I'm not gonna edit it out because it's too much work.
1: Susan wants to know have they found the hots yet?
0: No, they have not. We haven't found nothing yet.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and Jerry Huskberg, producer. I don't know him or had contact with him. we just giving some people some new FaceTime here. And again, like last right. night, I told everybody, Judy, that they got these 3D scanners That German guy that had his whole team there, they were there for a whole week. So we still got to figure out what all that is about. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. I hope they can give us some data on that. With uh, that much work, there's got to be a lot of data.
0: Well, Daniel, there's no blooper reel. You see it up close and live. (laughs) I hold nothing back, even if I burp or whatever the heck I do. What you see is what you get. Right, Judy?
1: Right on, John. And it's good enough we have a ball.
0: There's my man, (laughs) Billy. (laughs) No matter what it is, he's got his t-shirt and shorts on. Once in a while, we'll see him with a coat on.
1: Yeah, once in a long while once they went in the wintertime to do something and he had long pants on. And Rick walked up to him and went, oh, you look so different when you don't have shorts on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They gave Maddie the good old spear shovel with the teeth marks. I call it like a shark shovel. You see that one, Judy?
1: Yeah, I did. I kept wondering, what is on the bottom of that? They finally showed it.
0: There must be so many roots and Boulders, not good digging like my lawn. There's not there's not a five ounce cup of good topsoil around. You always gotta bring a bag of topsoil to plant anything. Right. Or in a pot. There's John again. John Levy's part of our group. And there's uh, Mr. Lazard. Looks awful young, but maybe that's just me.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> he looks young to us, doesn't he? Yeah. He knows his stuff, though, obviously.
0: Yep, yep. And we haven't seen one of these in a while, Judy.
1: Been a short while, but a while. <laughs> this is probably the clearest one we've ever seen, I think. Hmm.
0: They met let Maddie do the computer wizardry on this to uh look through the rust and do the thing in the lab. But then I liked when they showed more of this uh well digging cuz i wanted to look more i'm trying to get more pictures of that wall judy
1: okay john yeah it's it's interesting i'd like to know more too you
0: know you know how far the wall goes so this picture here i sort of looked and i'm looking around and yeah Excuse me, this is the best picture I got of how long really the wall keeps on going with all the green moss on it and stuff.
1: Right, you know, it just depends on what angle they take that from, um, how well the wall looks built. Hmm. Um, The first picture you just had just before this one, it didn't look all that well built, but Hmm. this does.
0: And don't forget, Judy, where's the moss grow? On the north side because it doesn't get any sun.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. So, if
0: you're lost in the woods, the one side that's bare is the south side because it gets the sun. And the moss grows on the west side, uh, on the north side, because it gets less sun.
1: I will remember that.
0: (laughs) One of Johnny's quips.
1: Daniel
0: says a lot of oxen were traveling the island. Uh, I think so too, Daniel. Yep. I'm trying to think of this other thing. What did I say before? It was a good thing to uh... Oh. This is Johnny's quest tip of the day. You guys know or people that know me from Discord and stuff. I always plant uh, above ground gardens like in Garden beds because, like I said, we have bad soil. I buy those galvanized garden walls and you put the dirt in to grow tomato plants and vegetables, right, Judy?
1: Right. And a lot of them, guys.
0: And a lot of people don't wear gloves, and especially the women. They like to get their hands dirty with the tulips and everything. Right. So I was told this think of this, guys, and women, and men, and children, and even mechanics. Get an old bar of soap and put soap under your nails only. Then you go out and do your thing. So you will not have any dirt under your fingernails. So when you wash, the soap comes off and you don't have to pick your fingernails out. How's that for a Quest quote of today?
1: Well, John, I think that's a darn good one because that stuff's always hard to get out of there.
0: You know, even if you remember
1: that, guys. <laughs>
0: even if you're painting or a mechanic, I mean, you can't have the soap on the tips of your fingers. But if you have nails—not the people that clip their nails down to their skin—but if you have some sort of nails, fill them up with soap from a soap bar, and go out and do your thing. How's that one?
1: <laughs> I think that's a darn good one, John. It doesn't work.
0: And I'm also going to. You tried it? Well, no, I haven't gotten. To do anything, I've been sick almost all all the time. I haven't been outside to get any. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not into the dirt yet. But a lot of times, when you put the gloves on, your hands sweat so much in the gardens, and um I don't like wearing the surgical gloves. You know what I mean, Judy?
1: Right, exactly, John. Yeah, I don't like wearing them either. So yeah, so that's, that'll work.
0: So when my hands got so sweaty, I says, "Well, I'm going to put." Soap under my nails, get right into my garden bed, even though you got to watch out with chemicals and stuff, I'm saying. And then when you go take your shower, yeah, the soap is a blocker. This is a fantastic idea. So I wanted to pass that on to you guys. And I'm also going to be pollinating my own tomato plants and zucchini plants with a toothbrush. I'll let you guys know, see how that comes out.
1: Oh, that's going to be interesting. Please do.
0: back to the wall where the heck did i go with that one i don't know i lost track of my mind you know even the kids daniel clean your nails they take a bath they take a shower their nails are still dirty just stick them full of soap daniel you'll be all set <laughs> <laughs> there's another part of the wall oh that looks built judy you know what I
1: mean? it, it does yes very much so
0: And there's Justin Zoros. So we give him some FaceTime, a supervising producer. Then I'm looking for wall here. Well, not much, guys. Not much. See,
1: yeah, it looks altogether different from that angle.
0: And this is the picture I had before. They're comparing the 900-year uh, wall, year-old well on top to the wall on the bottom and that's going a distance, Judy. That's going quite a distance. Right.
1: Yes. Did Samuel Ball put those there? Mm. Did they be interesting to know?
0: No fingerprints on there? <laughs> Darn. Mm. Daniel, same thing here.
1: <laughs> for those of you that can't read it Daniel says my parents put the bar of soap in my mouth you know what you two guys I believe it
0: Yep, that's when we start swearing in Italian nobody knows what we're talking about <laughs> and here's the shoe, all cleaned up through the x-rays I mean it's still crusty but this is how it comes out I like that technology judy
1: oh me too john i just think that's so cool
0: oh susan that wall's on lot 26 am i correct judy
1: yes you are
0: nowhere near lot five and there's the team there's the sound guys This part I liked,
1: huh? I was just gonna say Susan said she's sorry. That's okay, Susan. That's what we're here for.
0: Yep, information. We're a bunch of information here. And uh, I had to cut this out and I made a little YouTube clip if you guys saw it. And I just loved it, how Marty was speaking to us not us or me, was talking to the public. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes,
1: it's nice, isn't it, when they do that?
0: Yes, yes. And this is how it started, which I have the clip, or what do you want to call it, a short clip? It's in the video, uh, videos of the YouTube channel. When we are lucky enough to interact with people, it's not the searchers who have kept this mystery alive. It's not us that have fostered the growth and the interest. It's them. We owe the viewing public a debt of gratitude. And your Oak Island groups on Facebook and YouTube. Because, right it's, because it's, it's because of their interest, their passion, their commitment, their desire to know says to us, there's worth here. I loved it. I just loved it.
1: I know it really did feel good, didn't it? Obviously, Rick is very much aware that we're here and we're watching and we're listening and we're hoping along with them that the day will come when they find the treasure.
0: Yep, and if you think, even though... They are not on social media, so if you ever get a friend request from the main guys, just delete it, they're just uh, um, lurkers or whatever you wanna call them, just delete it. And that's what that's about. You know what I mean?
1: Right, John, yeah. I often get um, um, somebody saying they're Rick or Marty and they wanna befriend me and I just delete it.
0: Yep, yep. But you gotta be really in a cave if you don't think somebody on a phone throughout the whole year doesn't show Rick, Greg, Marty, or any of them, hey, Rick, look what I got on the phone and shows one of the uh, Facebook groups or groups on YouTube. They gotta look. You know what I mean? There's, there's, There's no way with this information technology that they don't take a look. I know they don't watch their own show, but I'm saying people close to them say, hey, look at this idea, or look at that, or look what they said about you on the phone. They care to a point of just seeing it for a couple of seconds, but they they see what's going on, you know what I
1: mean? Right, I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's some in the uh, fellowship that do uh, watch and listen to us, and uh, they pass it on.
0: Yep, yep, you got it right, Judy. Well, guys, like I said, uh, next Tuesday, this is called uh, the Quad Lateral Move. I'll be here pre-show, 645. Judy will be with me on Wednesday, 645. And the week after that, same old, same old, and it's called Ramping Up. That's all I really have for tonight, Judy. Let me remove this. And if you want to... Button it up a little bit on your side. I'll button it up on my side and finally hit the ending podcast video uh, again and uh go you from sure there. You're, you're sure you're not going to put the start? Ah, who the heck knows what buttons I'm pushing? I got so many buttons over here, sometimes I just get too confused, guys.
1: Oh, Daniel says you always hear they're on social media, but if they were, you'd never know.
0: Yep, you never hey, know.
1: Good thought, Daniel. Thank you.
0: They could be one of so, those. Hey, they could be one of those Facebook users, you know, with no name, no face, just the blank.
1: That's true. Never
0: All right, Judy. Of that. Go ahead, Judy.
1: Okay, hey guys, I think we've had a good night. We've had some fun, and we learned a little bit, and saw some great pictures, especially those from Snoopy. I enjoyed them very much. So, see you next week. Enjoy uh, Oak Island next week, and I will see you on Wednesday night along with John. And in the meantime, stay safe, please, everybody, please. You too, John Stemmer.
0: Yep, thank you, Judy. Talk to you later.
1: Okay, good. Yep, bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right, guys, that's what we got for tonight. Uh, Judy's synopsis will be out in print in about a half an hour or so when I get upstairs and get out of the studio. But what do I tell you all the time? You guys got to know this by heart now. You always go forward. You may get a setback in your life, but just believe in yourself. You got to believe in your dreams no matter how old you are. There's no age gap on there. For tomorrow's a never given. With this wild world we live in right now, I'm glad I grew up in the world part when I lived. When I lived, when I was growing up. So as my friend Jan says, you got to be kind and you got to be positive And you got to keep smiling. Keep that smile going because you never know what that other person's going through. You stay strong, you stay safe, And continue on the best you can. Thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. Like I said, we'll see you next Tuesday pre-show. Hit that notification button in case I come up with any kind of videos uh, on YouTube or the Facebook page. I thank all my members for joining. I thank for the people that support me. And just keep that going. It's just fantastic. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Take care. And... 拜拜